Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. And now, the list of things that you can buy at the Chicago Reader store at chicagoreader.com. Things to wear like Chicago Reader hats, t-shirts, bandanas, and face masks. Things for your daily life like the Chicago Reader camping mug, Chicago Reader tote bags, and a Chicago Reader reporter's notebook. Things for you to read like our Reader recipes, the Chicago Reader 420 Companion, our Chicago Reader Best of book series from journalists Maya Dukmasova, Mike Sula, Ben Jarofsky, and Lior Galil, the Chicago Reader coloring book, and the Chicago Reader stay home puzzle. Find the Chicago Reader store at chicagoreader.com and show your support for the nation's first free weekly news paper since 1971. Otis having a Ben Jarofsky show as I speak. It's Saturday, April 2nd, 2022. I love these Saturday interviews. I don't know when I wake up in the morning, I go, I got to do an interview. And uh, so I started, who can I drag in? Ah, I know who I'll get. Uh, and uh, it worked really well. Who knows? Rob Martwick a couple weeks ago. I love these Saturday interviews. Anyway, the headline in today's New York Times, uh, kind of like <laughs> shaking my head over this one. Big job gains fan the flames of a recovery. Big job gains. And yet Democrats are in rope. I don't understand politics, ladies and gentlemen. You've all been brainwashed by Republican propaganda. Supposedly the economy dictates how you vote in November. But suddenly, you know, big job gains. You would think that it would mean a sweeping win for the Democrats, but apparently the Republicans are ahead. Who knows? And here's a headline in the Sun-Times, home delivered as always, my beloved right one. Police data, murder shootings down, but carjackings up from a year ago. Man, that's my beloved bright one. They always got to hammer that crime. Wait, it's good news, right? Murder shootings down, but no. <laughs> carjackings up. That's, hey, I just figured it out. You know, maybe that's why the re, uh, the Republicans are favored to win, because all the news, no matter if it's good, is bad. Hmm, let's think about that for a moment. Put that in your uh, bong and smoke it. All right. Without further ado, I'm going to ask my distinguished guest to introduce himself. So, distinguished guest, introduce yourself. Hi, everybody. My <laughs> name this is funny. Dude. My name is Mark Sims. I'm a podcaster yes. here in Chicago, and the show I got, I got two shows. You know that, Ben. Yes, I do. Ben, you know you can't be on the second. One, no, really. I'm not allowed to. <laughs> the first show is for general audience purposes only. It's hilarious. It's called Just a Few Questions. Just a Few Questions. Mark Sims, it's on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. It's an anchor. They start on Anchor. Anchor tosses it out because I think they got bought up by Spotify. So just a few questions. And also uh, 400 plus. 400 plus. That's how long the Negroes have been here in America. 400 plus because I had some um, African-American friends who uh, didn't like me interviewing a lot of white people. <laughs> 
So they say, you interviewing people like Arnie Duncan and Paul Vallis. You have too many white people on your show. So it's, I, I, I gave them 400 plus. Nothing but black folks. It's uh, for us, by us. Hey, remember that one? Boo-boo. Uh, yeah. Boo-boo. Uh, <laughs> for us, by us. Uh, so here's the challenge. Would you allow Eminem to be a guest on your uh, For Just, Blacks uh, Only? 400 plus? Yeah. No, no, he can't be. Eminem can't? No, no, you know, it, you know, if I had a radio, no, no, it's because I got a, you know, think about podcasts, you do whatever you want. And I got five people listening, maybe six. So it's all, you know, all right. it's fun. We're having fun, Ben. You know that. Yeah, having fun. You're having fun. All right. Uh, so I woke up this morning uh, pondering two thoughts, three thoughts, actually. Uh, and I'm going to run them by you. I already ran one by you, but uh, uh, we'll start with that. Willie Wilson. And Willie Wilson has run for mayor three to, uh, two times. And he's already, he's talking about a third run. Uh, he's essentially a Republican. He, he admits he voted for Donald Trump and he voted for Bruce Rauner. And Bruce Rauner was very, and he are very close or were very close. I don't know what the status of their relationship is these days. Uh, and uh, so kind of a long shot to think that uh, Willie Wilson, as a Republican, can be elected mayor of the city of Chicago. Uh, but he's made a name for himself by giving things away. And most recently, he gave away uh, money so people could buy gas. Gas prices are soaring. Uh, and people lined up at gas stations throughout the city to get Willie Wilson's money. Uh, to buy gas, and I had this. This uh, we've been talking about this on the um, the show for a while, a couple of days. Uh, Doctor D. Dennis, um, my dear friend and uh, uh, partner in crime, uh, on the Friday, oh what a week segment said he really you know likes Willie Wilson in part because he gives away gas money, uh, and uh, he's doing something that he's directly helping people. So I just you know how how successful of a tactic. Do you think, Mark Sims, that is for Willie Wilson just to give stuff away? Do you think that's enough to get him elected mayor of the city of Chicago, Mark Sims? Uh, ben Jarofsky? No, <laughs> of course, of course not. But it does help because, you know, it's, it's a, running for mayor, any other dog catcher, whatever you're running for, it's a popularity contest. You know how it is. It's not about the you talk issues, but it's it's all popularity. Lori Lightfoot wasn't wasn't popular, right? At one time, right? But she became popular, and then you had the Burke thing, the Burke stank. Everybody got some of that Burke, uh, Ed Burke stank on them, and the rest is history. So you never know. He could be he could be our next mayor. It could happen. I doubt it, but it could happen. Yeah, it could happen. But see, I'm talking about the idea that giving stuff away is the way to win the hearts of voters. Yeah, yeah, because you know, because people are people. I had, oh, I can't remember the, the, the I had a quote that uh, I should have wrote it down. I wasn't prepared for the show. It was, uh, what's the great comedian? I met him when I was a limo driver. Uh, uh, Hippy Dippy Weatherman. George, George Carlin. George Carlin. The great George Carlin. The late great George Carlin. And I saw a quote somebody posted on Twitter or something today. It was something like, uh, don't ever underestimate a large group. Whenever you have a large group of people, most of them are stupid, right? Something like that. A large group of yeah, people, most of them are stupid. Yeah. Look it up. George Carlin, large group of people, most of them are stupid. Something like that. <laughs> and so I, I guarantee you a lot of people who was in line for Willie Wilson gas. Willie Wilson gas. I bet you a lot of those people didn't need the free gas. Yeah. They, they, and which is really sad because if you hey, if you don't have if you don't have any money, you got a bunch of children, you're on your behind, you're about to get kicked out of your apartment, you're going car knows, but you know your car's about to be repoed. I get it. Go get some Willie Wilson gas. But the rest of the people, I get like the eighty twenty rule. Eighty percent of those people didn't need the, the free gas. They really didn't need it. 
but they were in line to get the gas. So that's why Willie Wilson could be that, our next mayor. Wow. So you know what? I hadn't thought of that. I really hadn't thought of that, but you're absolutely correct. The number of people, like they act like everybody in that line was dead broke and needed the gas. And this is the difference. So Lori Lightfoot's coming out with a program <laughs> denying that it has anything to do with Willie Wilson. Oh, I'm like, oh my God. Mark Sims, how dumb do they see? You just said this. You you just quoted George Carlin. So, paraphrased. Paraphrased. Great, paraphrased, yeah. a legendary George Carlin. And he says things because he's a comedian that other people can't say because he said, well, I'm just a comedian. I'm making a joke. All right. But Lori Lightfoot, Rahm Emanuel, all the politicians of the world live that credo. And that credo is people are stupid. Oh, the masses are asses. It's just like, I know they're about to have, uh, they go, the gas, I think the gas tax in Chicago may go up, so they're going to try to lower it or freeze it or something, you know. No, 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 no. The you gas know, I mean, tax. You're the newsman. You're the gas newsman. tax, they talked briefly about getting rid of the gas tax. So there's not that surcharge added to the already escalating cost of gas. They said, well, we'll get a, we'll temporarily get rid of it. And then some bean counter in the city hall said, no, that's guaranteed money coming in. Instead, let's give out these gas cards. Yes. Okay, so here's my point. So here's where they act like you're dumb. They, they say, no, we were already cooking this, this plan up before Willie Wilson gave away the free gas. So that's assuming that the voters are dumb. Okay, that's where the George Carlin comes in. But secondly, right. they're, I think they're banking on the fact, to your point, that if you have to apply for the gas card, follow me on this, Mark. If you have to apply for the gas card, you have to stipulate your income. Because you have to be eligible. There's an eligibility requirement to get the gas card. Whereas in you, if you take Willie Wilson's gas, anybody, he's not asking you to prove that you need it. He's not asking you to show how much money you made. He's not trying to see if you have an eviction notice at your apartment. He's giving you, he's just putting gas in your tank. And so people line up to get it. Do you see what I'm saying? But Lori Lightfoot probably knows that So when, if you say to people, apply for it and show us proof of your income, hardly anyone will apply for it, relatively speaking. Do you follow what I just told you? And they would get upset. And plus, Willie Wilson was giving gas out in Rosemont. How many people do you think in Rosemont really need to? Maybe a few, a few. But they were lined up in Rosemont. You know, Rosemont displays, you know, the towns out there on River River Road and whatever. Yeah. What's the other street? Higgins. Yeah. Higgins and River. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they lined up at Higgins and River for gas. Give me a break, right? Yeah. And so and, and so the, the thing about it is that if you really, but if you really did the math and say, how much money are you going to spend more in gas, not the price so much, but in taxes. If they lower the taxes 3% or freeze the taxes 3%, how much that money is actually going to save you? And for some, for most Chicagoans, they can afford it. They really can. But it's a psychological thing. Oh, the gas has gone up. That means I have less money. I'm going to starve. I'm going to lose my house. And this is the masses. The masses are assholes and politicians know it. Even the people that don't go to, don't, not even going to vote. They'll scream bloody murder. Oh, I can't afford it. Oh, inflation's too high. And, the poor, and of course, the politicians get scared because when the prices go up, somebody has to be punished. And that's going to be politi some politicians, right? Yeah. So should I feel better about humanity uh, w uh, because, Mark, that Willie Wilson's notion that if you just give stuff away to people, uh, they'll vote for you? It no, no. Willie Wilson <laughs> tried to make himself famous. I, Willie Wilson is probably a really nice man. I never met the man. He seems very nice. He's like he really cares about humanity, not just uh, uh, Chicago and just people in general. He's like a really nice man. 
but it's a popularity thing. I do a podcast. I want people to like me. I want people to like my podcast. I want people to like my ideals. I'm out there. I'm on your show. I'm going to promote this. So Willie Wilson is doing the same thing on one level. He said, I want people to know me, remember me. I'm 73 years old. I may not be around 40 years from now, but I want y'all to remember I gave away free glad gas <laughs> 30 years ago. Remember that? So he's, and, and, and that's not to say he's a bad person. Let's say we all trying to, you know, make ourselves a little famous or something. I get it. Yeah. So it's, it's really a pot. He's doing it. He's, he's doing it for popularity. You, you give free, free gas, then on April 11th or whenever he's going to announce he's running against Lori Lightfoot for mayor. This is how it works. I'm not mad. I'm not cynical. This is he understands human beings. Mm-hmm. Well, I do not see a path to victory uh, for Willie Wilson uh, against Lori Lightfoot for mayor. But it could because no one saw Lori Lightfoot winning for mayor. It could. No. I doubt it, okay. but I, it could. <laughs> well, let me amend my statement so I, uh, I'll make myself perfectly clear. Yes, absolutely agree with you. In the realm of possibilities, it, it could happen. So it's not impossible. Uh, but the way our system works, we have a runoff system. So somebody has to get more than 50% of the vote in a uh, two, one-on-one race, ultimately, to be elected mayor. So that me, Willie Wilson is perfectly capable, in my humble opinion, of collecting enough votes to make a runoff. I, then he has to beat Lori Lightfoot, because I presume she'll be the other person in the runoff. I do not which, see which, a, which would not happen. One on one, no. Yes, yeah, what I'm saying. I do not see a no. path to victory. If, if Ben Jarofsky ran against Lori Lightfoot <laughs> in the general election, Stop. you would lose. Oh my goodness, <laughs> I would lose. We all would lose. I, 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 I would. I wouldn't get more than ten percent of the vote. No. By the yeah, time they I were mean. done playing excerpts of my podcast and reading excerpts of my columns, nobody would even lefties went and vote for me. So no, uh, no, I, I would, and plus I'm. You know, you know me. You're a hard lefty, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you, 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 you see, you have to talk the lefty stuff, and in general, you know, they, I mean, not, not that's the presidential stuff, but you know, it's like Lori Lightfoot. Anybody who knows anything like about politics understand Lori Lightfoot is not a what you call it, what you call the progressive. That's yeah. the term y'all use, progressive. You know, she I want, and she's not a corporatist, but somewhere between corporatist and progressive. That's Lori Lightfoot. She's practical. And, and when you win, you're going to run in the center anyway. You got to make everybody happy. You got to make the rich people happy. That's the first people you make happy is the rich people, then large blo- voting blocks, and the rest really don't matter. You just throw them in the That's so true. That's so true. You got to make the rich people happy because they can fund your opponent's campaign, as we're discovering in the gubernatorial race, and we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Don't worry. I'm, I'm going to throw over some Richard Irvin questions. At Mark Sims, he thought he could duck and dodge and avoid them, but uh, he's not going to duck and dodge. But no, so I, I'm I'm basically in agreement with you uh, that uh, there's no path to victory for Willie Wilson once, presuming he makes it uh, to the runoff. And so, folks, my recommendation to you is take his gas if you want to take if you really want to wait in line. It makes no sense at all because you're absolutely correct, uh, Mark Sims. Uh, the economy is is doing really well. Now, help explain this to me. Use your wisdom as a man of many years. Uh, why is it that Democrats are under ropes if the economy is good? I will read to you the headlines in the newspaper. Big job gains fan the flame of a recovery. You wouldn't know that from hearing the gloom and doom commercials that abound. So why, in your humble opinion, do people not pay attention to the fact that things are pretty good? Why is there this apocalyptic 
uh, attitude so prevalent in America today? There's no apocalyptic attitude. Now, personally, <laughs> let's talk about my personal problems. I'm between jobs. So <laughs> I see the world differently. And when I start, when I get a new job, start making some money and stop living off my savings, <laughs> I'll be fine. So really, if it, most people in America are just doing just fine. They're doing fine. The only people who are really hurting are people who really don't make a lot of money or they have or they just spend so much money. Either they have too many children, because children are expensive. You know, you're, you're, you're a dad. I'm a dad. Children are very expensive. They got too many children. And I'm not saying that. Is, I'm not saying mean things about people who have too many children, but children can make you poor. We know this, right? And then, of course, uh, some, most Americans live above their means. They live above their means. I'm a very cheap person. And I live in a old, I mean, a raggedy house. I have a raggedy car. I try to live above my means. So when I, so when I get mad at my current employer, I get mad. And I leave because I got a few dollars in the bank, <laughs> and that can hold me for a few months until I get a new job. But most Americans are, are paycheck to paycheck. So even some people make a hundred thousand dollars a year. Most people don't make a hundred grand a year, but the people make six figures. Some of those people are paycheck to paycheck. So the gloom and doom is only for a handful. Like I say, 20, 80, let's say 30% of Americans are really, really scuffling. 70% or so, man, 60, 70% doing just fine. Life is great. <laughs> so when they talk about gloom and doom in America, for who? <laughs> Ken Duncan? Not Ken Duncan. What's his name? Kenny G. Ken, Ken Griffin. Ken Griffin. Yeah. I, 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 saw Ken, I saw Ken Duncan on, on LinkedIn this morning. I sent him a message. I don't, I don't know why I sent Ken Duncan. I know why. You want him on your show. And he's good on the show, yeah, by the I, way. Yeah, I, I'm promoting myself. He's so a good guest. Uh, yeah, uh, so, yeah, Ken Griffin. Kenny G. Kenny G. He has money. Yeah. JB. He got money. He cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, so let's get to uh, Kenny G's candidate. Uh, Ken, Kenny G, of course, is Kenneth Griffin, the most, the richest man in the state of Illinois. He's got homes all over the country. So I don't know why we pretend like he's just in Illinois, uh, but he uh, despises uh, J.B. Pritzker. He's made that clear. He despises the policies of J.B. Pritzker. Uh, people on my show have come on and stealing this line from them and said it's uh, he, he views J.B. Pritzker as a traitor to his class. In other words, really wealthy people who are proposing uh, to raise the tax rates on the wealthiest people to fund government, which is called progressivity. Uh, Ken Griffin able to defeat J.B. Pritzker's fair tax proposal referendum of, uh, in 2020. And now he's going after J.B. Pritzker himself. And he has scoured the state of Illinois looking for the candidate, in his opinion, is perfectly suited to defeat J.B. Pritzker. And he has settled on the mayor of Aurora, a man nobody in the state of Illinois, except for a few insiders, had ever heard of before, outside of Aurora, of course. Uh, and that is Richard Irvin, the mayor of Aurora, who, by chance, and I think this is part of the formula uh, that Ken, Kenny Griffin has de designed, is a black man. He also pretty much has a record as basically like a Lori Lightfoot Democrat, a centrist, a Rahm Emanuel Democrat, a centrist. Uh, in fact, he applauded the criminal justice bill that was passed in the uh, early years of the uh, Pritzker administration, which is now anathema to all Republicans. They pound it. They say that bill, even though it hasn't even gone into effect yet, is the reason crime is rising, even though crime right now is falling. Uh, so this is part of the Republican message to scare the hell out of everybody uh, with radical, the notion the, of radical leftists running the state of Illinois. Uh, and what better person, Kenny G, has decided uh, than a black man to make that presentation? All right. So here's the setup. He still has to win the Republican primary, Mark Sims. That means he's got to get hardcore MAGA to vote for him. Hardcore Trump loving, think the election was stolen. 
you know, think that uh, all lives matter. Black lives really don't matter. And uh, so here is his commercial that he's just aired. I'm going to read it to you. Get your thoughts. Go. I'm Richard Irvin. When I ran for mayor, Mike Madigan campaigned against me. I beat him. Now Governor Pritzker is afraid that I'll beat him too. There's nothing the left fears more than Republicans who look like me and think like us. That all lives matter. That cops should be defended, not defunded. The handouts keep people down. But maybe that's what liberal politicians want. I'm Richard Irvin. I'm their worst nightmare. Wow. That's deep. There's a lot going on in that commercial. And when he says it, Mark, he's looking right into the camera. Camera's focused on him. And it's very clear what he means. Republicans that look like me, he means a black man. And think like us. I'm wondering, who is the us in that sentence? Yeah, we know who us is. <laughs> I don't know Richard Irvin. Uh, he's like a nice person, a uh, military service country in the military. You know, he's a lawyer. Uh, but this is politics, people. And in politics, like I say, everybody's not going to vote. A lot of people don't vote. Low voter turnout. You just have to scare enough people. You win by sometimes scaring people. You know what I'm saying? It's like, <laughs> and so, and I understand that's very effective. I live in Chicago, born and raised here. I mean, there was a person murdered on my block years ago that I didn't even know because I, mean, I was at work and somebody told me years ago they get somebody in this neighborhood, somebody across the street. Murdered on my block. People have been murdered blocks away, one block, two blocks. People have been murdered left and right where I live, far south side of Chicago. So we understand about crime. We understand about this. But what Richard Irvin does not. He, he's disingenuous in the sense that the really stop crime, whether it's uh, Willie Wilson, Mayor Willie Wilson, if it happens, or Mary Lloyd Lightfoot, Mayor Ben Jarofsky, is <laughs> it, it, that to stop crime, uh, you don't stop all crime, I'm talking about neighborhood crime, you know, criminals. You have to change the education system. They have a whole ecosystem. You have a system where that they allow people to come. I'm a former high school dropout 42 years ago, almost with 42 years this year. 42 years ago, I came out of school dumb as a stone. They'd been stumbling with odd jobs for 42 freaking years. But luckily, I had middle-class parents, and I didn't go down the road of crime. The point, so, but, the, but the system is designed not to, to turn out too many smart people. If, you, if public schools, whether it's Aurora, Chicago, I don't upstate, downstate, whatever, if you have to change the system where nobody comes out of high school dumb as a stone, you know how to do basic reading, basic math, and then you, but in high school, especially, you teach them a skill. In high school, for a lot of people, because most people are never going to get a four year degree. They may have to go get a two year degree or something. They're never going to get a bachelor's degree. I think it was 20% maybe when I came out of school, high school in 1980. I think it's maybe 30% now. It's probably going to peak at 30%, four year degrees, right? And so the point is that most people are never going to get a four year degree. It's not going to happen. So, so a lot of high school, working class people, not all, there are always some outliers out there, working class students, especially the boys, especially the boys. They have to like go to school half a day and the rest of the day is like going to work, learning work skills, learning how to work their way up from cashier Walmart to district manager Walmart, even like Willie Wilson. I think he started as a McDonald's, maybe as a crew person. I was at McDonald's, like a lot of people, like half of America's worked at McDonald's at some point, right? So I, and I was just a horrible student, so I could not go to Hamburger U and work my way up. And I could have owned a damn McDonald's and be running for mayor like Willie Wilson now, but I did. And I dropped out before I got to, I mean, quit McDonald's before I got to, right before I got to Hamburger U, and the rest is history. Another bad decision I made. But the point is that 
so what I'm saying, but high school, you go to high school half the day, then you go get a skill, trade skill, go to work because you, even if you prepare yourself for it, it's community college. To, you know, this month is community college awareness month or some community college awareness month, right? So community colleges are huge, okay? But a lot of people are going to go to community college. And a lot of people go to community college, even like here in Chicago. Here in Chicago, we used to have like a, a 7% college graduation rate at the community colleges, city colleges of Chicago. They, last time I heard was 11. Nobody wants to talk about it because the dirty little secret is that this education system is crap. It does not work for regular students. And so for most students, it doesn't work. So most students should not be worried about going to get a four-year degree. They have to... From, from freshman year, it's about working, going to school half the day. Then other thing is going to work, learning the skill, prepare, prepare yourself for work so you won't be a neighborhood criminal. Mm. Well, well, are we going to change that? Is Richard Irvin going to say that? No. No. Uh, Ken Duncan? No. Not Ken Duncan. Kenny Griffin. Ken, maybe Ken, <laughs> Ken Duncan. <laughs> Freddie and Slip. Maybe, maybe Ken Duncan should run for mayor. <laughs> so, but you know what I'm saying? No one's going to be honest about this, about changing that education system. That's my pet peeve. You know it for years. And I'm bitter about the education system because it ruined me 40-something All right. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Hold on. Let me just- uh, I'm bitter. Uh, Very bitter. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're bitter with a smile. Uh, yes. And- uh, Kind of like uh, Chris Rock, who's on my mind a lot these days. He always smiles and tells a joke, but there's a lot of pain in there, you know? Uh, and I finally come to that conclusion when he walked on the stage and just went right at the two most powerful people in Hollywood. Uh, but um, anyway, uh, going back uh, to you, I just want to make uh, take an uh, issue with Mark Sims on something. Uh, I do not believe, had things been different, you should have ever have gone to Hamburger U. I know you, I've known you for almost 20 years. That running a business, I would not say is your strength. You're a people person. And so if I were your high school counselor, I would have been shepherding you to her. And you're also uh, like you absorb information. You're like a magnet for information. Yeah, I would absorb right. you for a career in uh, communications, uh, talking on a mic, get you into. Wait, wait, can, can I, can no, I, can I, can I just say saying the S that? So what, say the S word on your show? Yeah, it's a podcast. Oh, I can say it? Yeah. Okay. Maybe I should have been a shit-talking politician. <laughs> okay, there you go. Hi, I'm Mark Sin, state representative from the south side of Chicago. Uh, but uh, so I just want to make that clarification. There's a TV show that I'm utterly obsessed with called Atlanta. And I just, uh, I'm a little late to the party. It's I, I binged on the second season, which is already three years old. But there's a moment in the last show of the second season that when you were talking, Mark, really brought home your message. And uh, it's when uh, Donald Glover, the, the character played by Donald Glover and his, uh, uh, the mother of his child, they're not married, are in a classroom meeting their, pre, their daughter's uh, preschool teacher, I think it or a kindergarten teacher. And this teacher sits them down and tells them, it's a black woman, everybody is black in this scene, tells them, your daughter is really gifted. Your daughter is on a level that none of the other kids in the class are. Your daughter can read, can communicate, can understand numbers in a, a, a very impressive way. So um, my recommendation is that you immediately enroll her. And then she names some uh, private school that I, I don't know if it's real or not, but I don't know. I can't remember the name, but it's not important. She names a private school. And then uh, Donald Glover or his uh, uh, girlfriend say, well, that's really expensive. Why don't we just keep her in this school? And the teacher says, because this school is awful. 
if she stays in this school, she will never reach her potential, or it'll be very unlikely that she will ever reach her potential. And so now the, the show ends with them struggling. Do we send our black daughter to a pretty much all-white private school? Because this teacher is telling us that that's her ticket to being able to use her God-given gifts of intelligence. And I, I know that's kind of what, when I saw that, I kind of thought of you because you've been telling me that forever. For 20 years, you've been telling me that. Oh, yeah. I'm talking to a person who went to uh, Evanston, Evanston Township <laughs> High School. Yeah. Now, that's not as good as Nutria. We know that. Hey, hey. Watch oh, oh, what oh, you oh, say. Oh, fighting words. <laughs> fighting words. <laughs> Watch what you say. Shame on you. Okay. Uh, but you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah. If you had gone, if you had gone to the same high school I think Rahm Emanuel went to, Nutrier, and Will met, you've been on a different economic and well. I, I, I will say level. this: uh, I don't know. The '70s is different. I do believe that uh, special ed programs are stronger in Nutrier than they are at Evanston. Ah. and I would have been in special ed, and they would have been like, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because you, you're dyslexic. Yeah, I'm man. Self-diagnosed yeah. dyslexic. But, but you I know, maybe you. I'd be like a titan of Wall Street. Who knows? I doubt that. See? <laughs> if you had gone to a better school, and see, and I say that about Richard Irvin. I'm serious about Richard Irvin, even Lori Lightfoot. You can't tell the, that kind of truth to the masses. Like you just said about the scene in the, in the, in the TV show, uh, streaming show, uh, Atlanta. You can't be that, that brutally honest with, with the masses. The masses are asses. They can't take that kind of truth. They will say, what's wrong? You think your kids are better than my kids? And you can you send your kids to the private school like 30-some percent of CPS teachers send their children to a private school. You know that. And so you think your kids better than I, my kids, and you think this school ain't good enough for your kid, but you, you know, this, this is why you can't talk to regular people and tell them the truth. That's Mark. <laughs> they get very violent and angry, and they might stab you. Uh, let me just clarify one more time, as I have to do every now and then. That's my guest speaking, not me. The, the <laughs> opinions of Mark Sims do not necessarily reflect it. Every now and then, I feel compelled to say something like that. Uh, no, but I, but I, let me say, I love Lori Lightfoot, but I don't think she sent her baby to the uh, to the Chicago Public Schools. <laughs> I mean, I've interviewed Arnie Duncan. I don't think Arnie Duncan attended the Chicago Public Schools. I never, I don't think he sent his children to, to the Chicago Public Schools. I'm not mad, nor did Barack or Michelle Obama. I'm not mad at none of them. But when you but when you when you talk when you say that to regular people, either they can't understand it or they just get angry because they really don't understand that if you were in Barack Obama's position, income level, whatever, you wouldn't send your baby to the local grammar school in, in, down the street anyway. You wouldn't do that too if he was in my shoes. But regular people don't understand that, yeah. or they really can't articulate their feelings when they get visually, uh, what is it, visually, visually, how you, the gut upset, you know, they get upset. Well, so this is what you're dealing with. That's why you got to be as people. Richard Irvin is just a genius on some level because you have to be as a politician. So is Lori Lightfoot and Willie Wilson, but because you're dealing with you're dealing with regular people. I, I, and they're I, stupid. I, I would say Richard <laughs> Irvin is exceedingly uh, ambitious, and he saw his moment uh, to uh, elevate himself to the highest position in the state of Illinois. And from there, Lord knows, if he's successful, he could become president. And so he's taking He's taking Oh, it. I don't blame him for doing it. Yeah. I'm just saying that. Well, no, I, no not, he's I mean, smart. You do it. Yeah, Go for it. I Otherwise, you'd be an unemployed, you know, well, I don't think, wait a minute. I don't think it's the alternative. <laughs> wait, he was already 
a practicing criminal defense lawyer. He was already no, making wait, a good he, living. He, he, he's done the right thing. He's gone to school, gone to the military, went to uh, 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 went to lawyer. I know he had a, a he's a single mom. That's on the Wikipedia page. Everybody can say I'm a single mom. Dun 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 dun. Right, I know my daddy. Dun 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 dun. <laughs> I know. I, I mean, you know, they got to throw that out, but but he did well. But but everybody can't do well. There's there's always economic winners and losers in a capitalist society. And so the so the key is really keep the stupid the stupid the, the losers either inebriated by drugs and Netflix and whiskey and free weed and now they're gonna they, we, we're gonna bring uh, magic mushrooms out now we got we're gonna keep these people high as a kite so they won't rise up and get us you know what I'm saying uh, us rich people and smart by, people too by the way uh, yeah uh, you still we still haven't got back to who the us is in this oh, sentence us. he said <laughs> and I'll go back to the sentence I'm actually going to uh, uh, I, I feel like. This is something I got to think a lot about, talk to a lot of people about. So here's the sentence. Uh, There's nothing the left fears more than Republicans who look like me and think like us. So we know who the me is in that sentence. Who's the us, in your humble opinion, Mark Sims? When he says us, who does he mean by us? That's interpreted by the people who listen to that message. You know what I'm saying? It's politics because if you th- if you agree with Richard Irving saying yeah we got to lock these criminals up, he's talking to you. You know what I'm saying? And there's a lot of uh, different I mean different people of different races and ethnic groups who agree with lock them up. We don't want to hear about Kim Fox or anybody else trying to reform the criminal justice system. No, lock these bums up. They're dangerous. They're shooting people in Lincoln Park. Lock them up. We don't want to hear about no criminal justice reform. We want to lock them up. And most Americans feel, they feel that way. Lock them up. So that's what he's speaking to. Most America, most Illinoisans, if you will. And so you think that message crosses all uh, racial and ethnic lines? Hell yeah. Yeah. Now, I, I, like I said, I live in the hood, what people consider the hood, if you will. And I would be the first to say, but see, I'm, I'm, I'm more, I'm somewhat more, uh, I'm, I'm in, I want to be benevolent. Yes, you have to lock up because certain people, you talk to any, I had a, a, a pro uh, officer on my show, but we didn't talk about it. It's a behind the scenes. We talk off camera, which is the best conversation. And I asked her, and I would like, I would like to get Tom Dart on the show, seriously, on my podcast, just a few questions, <laughs> because I, I want to ask Tom Dart one question. Some people deserve to be in jail. Some people are mentally ill. They have to be institutionalized. Some people are critical criminals. They cannot be reformed. No way. Maybe 20, 30 percent of criminals can never be reformed. But there is a percentage of people that can be reformed. And that's who you have to help. And that's the kind of stuff that a politician like Richard Urban don't want to say, because that sounds mealy mouth. You're talking about both sides of your mouth. We don't want to hear about uh, criminal justice reform. We want to hear about lock them up. We're going to stop crime. I stop crime in Aurora. I'm going to stop crime in Illinois. We're going to stop crime in Chicago. Lock them up. And, that, and that's a simple message that people want to hear. Yeah. That some people want to hear. And and, and it's so it it, it really is, uh, like I said, inconsistent with the man, the way the man lived his life. Because he again, one more time, ladies and gentlemen, he was a criminal defense lawyer, and you, the the essence of lock him up means just throw somebody in jail and not give him representation. Doesn't matter if he's guilty or innocent. Just throw him in jail because you got to throw somebody in jail. Some a crime was committed, so let's just pick somebody. I remember Mike Royko, uh, one of the Worst columns he ever wrote at the end uh, after the uh, Oklahoma City bombing. Remember that one? That was horrible. Uh, and uh, 
he just worked from the assumption that it was some kind of uh, Middle Eastern terrorist who did it. Uh, so he just said, bomb a country, any country. It doesn't matter. It was one of his worst moments as a columnist. It, then it turned out, of course, it was a homegrown, <laughs> homegrown terrorist, Timothy McVeigh. So the notion of just lock him up uh, implies that somebody has to be thrown in jail, whether he did or did not do the crime. It's not a very healthy way to run society, uh, to put it mildly, uh, Mark. And um, it also goes against the grain of what Richard Irvin was doing about a month ago, which was representing people who were accused. Do you follow what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, the thing about thing about uh, uh, people people who've never really been a part of the criminal justice system. I've been on a jury one time, which was a very I didn't want to go, but it was a very interesting experience to be on a jury. It was something. It was amazing. And I've been accused in a lineup. I told you a story. Accused in a lineup at the police department at uh, at Belmont and Western. Right? You know, I was clean, I was picked out of a lineup, and, and the lady said I was guilty. So I understand how you can feel that I'm innocent because I was innocent, but I was accused of committing a crime. And if you don't have any money, you're not going to get any justice in this country. You're just not. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if uh, I think you had to money, have money to hire. Uh... Richard Irvin. I do not think he, uh, at the end of it, in his most recent uh, incarnation as a lawyer, was a, a public defender. I think you had to have money uh, to pay him. And if he's like most criminal defense lawyers, I know you better pay him up front. <laughs> and I don't blame him, by the way. Uh, <laughs> take your money up front if you're a criminal defense lawyer. All right, Mark Sims, I picked your brain about the topics that I wanted to talk about. I think so. We're doing we so we're doing Willie Ir Willie Wilson for mayor and Richard Irvin for governor, right? Uh, you may be voting for them, but I won't be voting. <laughs> I like Willie Wilson as a human being, but he is way to the right of where I am. That is for certain. And I don't even know Richard Irvin. Uh, so you, you should get him on your show, man. Uh, you know, I, that, I, that, that's your thing, man. You bring on people on your show and I got to give, uh, Mark some credit. He doesn't care who you are. Come on my show. Don't, you, you, I, I mean, I, I got, you know, I, you know me, I got like out limits of the ideology you know that i'm gonna confront deal with and give a platform my my little humble podcast like richard Irvin doesn't need to come on my show richard Irvin is backed by the richest man in the state of illinois he's smothering us with commercials promoting him why does he have to come on my show and why do i need to why do I need I to know, spend my life dueling with Richard Irvin and his non-answers to my Listen, questions? Hey, I, I send letters to Lori Lightfoot and uh, J.B. Prisker to come on my, my, my little podcast no. with five listeners. But, but they, you know what I'm saying? They may throw me a bone. You know what I'm saying? I, well, hey, seriously, I asked uh, uh, J.B. and, and uh, Lori Lightfoot, Mayor Lightfoot. I said, just come on the show for five minutes. No, they come will on. come on. They five will, minutes. Five they, minutes. I, I and I would five urge minutes. them to come on because Mark Sims will definitely. Uh, no, and you know, it's all BS. They're not going to say anything they've already said. Same sound bites. It's going to be BS. The point of to have him on the show is to say, I had him on the show. Yeah. That's the whole point. Right? Uh, yes, that is true. All right. Uh, and the point of this show is to say, I had Mark Sims on my show. And he's the man. He's the myth. He's the legend. He's the proud almost graduate of uh, Finger High School on the <laughs> south side of Chicago. I'll tell you that story next time. Yeah, and that story will be told next time. All right. Thank you very much, Mark Sims. I'm Ben Jarofsky. Take care, everybody. Bye.